TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. A high drive to left field, way back. And Byron Buxton has hit a grand slam. That was the call on Fox Sports North. This is the Score North first place twins show on Score North on 1500. ScoreNorth.com and that nifty Score North mobile app. If you want to get in on the fun in this celebration of your first place twins for the next hour or so, 651-646-8255 or tweet us at SKOR North. I'm Rami Makloff along with our twins reporter, Derek Wetmore. You can find his thoughts and musings on the twins at ScoreNorth.com and Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And joining us to kick things off here on the Score North First Place Twins show, he is the Director of Communications and Player Relations for your First Place Twins. Pleasure to welcome in Dustin Morris. Dustin, thanks for a few minutes of your time. How are you doing this afternoon? Hey, things are pretty good. You know, we're out here in Anaheim getting ready to take on the Angels. It was a good flight from Seattle last night after a great series. The sun is shining. Uh, nothing to complain about when you're sitting on top of the standings here. So we're looking forward to taking on the Angels this for three out here in Anaheim. Yeah, this has to be a, a fun team to do what you do for a living for, is it not right now, Dustin? <laughs> yeah, you know, I've I've been talking to a lot of friends and family that there's not much to complain about. Actually, the only thing to complain about is, you know, the, the extra research that some of these players are making. <laughs> us do. It's, something, it's something every night. Mitch Hested from our uh, our baseball information department. I mean, he's uh, we're talking every night about what uh, you want to go pitching, you want to go bullpen, you want to go offense, <laughs> you want to go base running. I mean, everything is. Uh, I kind of joked with our chief baseball officer, Derek Falvey. I said, "Hey, if you really had to pick on this team for something, you know, what are what are we missing? Because it's a pretty sound baseball team right now. I mean, everything's kind of clicking, and everybody's contributing, which is a great thing. Rocco Baldelli's mixed just about every player in. Uh, even our, our our bench players are becoming more, uh, you know, just." more role players that are getting in and, and contributing like a, a Ray Adrianza is getting in there when he plays, he's hitting home runs just like everybody else. So right. uh, it's been really a group effort, a fun team to cover for sure. I even know our beat writers are just giddy in the press box when uh, the fifth home run goes out, the sixth home run goes out. I mean, there's <laughs> things that we're looking up that are dating back to the, the 70s, the 60s and 70s for sure. So it's been a lot of fun. First world problems, Dustin, when you can't decide <laughs> what to look up, hitting, pitching, I think it's yeah. the 1960, was it the 1963 Twins that have the current yeah. franchise mark for 225 yeah. home runs that you guys are going to soar past that this year? Yeah, these guys um, are hitting the ball over the fence and hitting the long ways. In fact, they're they're now kind of having fun with each other who who hit it further. You know, they're, you know, CJ Crone puts one up there and then Jonathan Scopes is, you know, that's, that's, that's a fence scraper, you know, and we're looking at like, <laughs> the second jacket. So, so they're kind of making fun of each other. And, um, you know, the guys, the guys like to, to, I don't know, kind of make fun of each sure. other. Last, what was it? Two nights ago, I think CJ Crone hit his hundredth home run and that didn't last very long. Cause then he hit his hundred first, uh, like at his next at bat, but they did make him give a speech after, uh, after that game. And nice. he's not one to, Talk much, so okay. he actually deferred to the kid Luis, who also got his first hit that game. So he he passed the buck uh, over to Luis, and you know <laughs> English is his second language, but he gave a better speech than C- CJ. So then <laughs> they made CJ give another speech. So that's great. Uh, these guys are having a lot of fun with each other. It's pretty. It's a it's a light light clubhouse right now. I mean, win or lose, these guys are just kind of go about their business. And Derek, you've been around. You've covered this uh, a lot of teams, but this particular team, win or lose, it's just kind of. 
uh, same old, same old. And they come into the ballpark each day almost expecting to win. There's this confidence that you see with the guys. And I, I think that's a little bit of the, you know, Martin Perez is a really confident guy and Nelson Cruz, a veteran that, you know, again, expects to win. So I think guys feed off of some of those, you know, emotions that some of the other guys carry. And, you know, you see guys like Eddie Rosario and Jorge Polanco, and Max Kepler and Byron Buxton kind of step up and feed off of, some guys that have come from other organizations and it's it's just really as you said before as the PR guy it's it's a fun group to work with it's a fun group to to write about and share some of these historic feats that they're all doing i mean the other night when when Buxton and Sano homered in the same game it was kind of a fun moment because those two guys have really probably had the most pressure i would say of any other players on this team that they were the two that were going to save the twins and that we needed them and without them we would never be anything well, those guys now are just pieces to a very sound baseball team. So I think even just the the um, the ability to go out and just play baseball is is fun to those two carry their smiles and and twenty five players, and it's not the Byron Bucks and Miguel Sano show. It's in fact Jorge Polanco. Uh, he's a guy you want yeah. to talk about getting getting going here. I mean, I think he's leading the American League in hitting, and he's another one that these guys cannot believe when it's going good it's going good and if you've been watching these games this is the guy that'll hit a ground ball and it'll he'll hit a base and become a base hit he'll (laughs) swing and it falls in for a base hit Uh, they can't i overheard eddie rosario just shaking his head you know eddie's squaring up baseballs hitting them 105 off the bat on a a rope and it's caught and jorge goes up there and Lays a bun down, third baseline, base hit. Beautiful. Check swings and falls into right field. So <laughs> when it's going good, it's going good. And Jorge, is, uh, he's probably just has been locked in as anybody, and it's been fun to watch him. Yeah, when it rains, it pours for some of those guys, especially with bat-to-ball skills like uh, Jorge has and has really had his whole career. It, you mentioned something in that answer, Dustin, about how it's a loose group and, you know, win or lose, it's just, hey, you know, come to the park and take care of business. I think sometimes that becomes a cliche because we talk about it so much in baseball, but I really know what you mean when you say that. I I mean, you can feel it being around this group. From your experience, sort of behind the scenes, the age-old question is like, does confidence beget winning or does winning lead to confidence? Have you you been able to sense um, from this group maybe which comes first? And if I could ask a follow-up on that, who sets that tone? Is that Rocco Baldelli? Is it Nelson Cruz? What do you think about that? Well, it's a great question, and it's hard to answer, but in this particular case, this particular team, I mean, at spring training, you felt that, that the confidence that, you know, I had a conversation with Nelson Cruz about how great it would be. This this market is starving for a champion and a, just a really good sports team in our market when it comes to, you know, the Vikings, the Wild Wolves, and Twins. Uh, I think there's been some disappointment of late, and Nelson looked at me like, Oh well, that's a no-brainer. We're definitely having a great season. Just how deep do you want to go in the playoffs? Is wow. kind of what his mindset was. So I kind of reset my thinking. Where yeah, wait, we're not hoping. We should know we're going to be a good team this year. They they did. I mean, they, the players believed in each other, and you know the new guys coming in. We're all working very hard and working together too. And I mentioned Martin Perez earlier. He's another guy that you know is putting in the work and and getting better with age. You know, learning a new pitch. You know, at 27, 28 years old. And it's re- you see the you you see the results, and then you know you kind of feed off it. Jake Odorizzi and Kyle Gibson try to one up each other each each week, you know, where you don't want to be the guy that lets lets anybody down. And um, it is just a confident group. And I can tell you, we lost yesterday in Seattle, kind of a game that um, you know we had our chances, but it's it's really tough to take 
you know, four in a row from a team in their home ballpark. And, and the flight last night was as happy and fun as, as any, uh, you know, a lot of Game of Thrones talk last night on the plane. <laughs> they, were giving the, uh, they were giving our travel director, Mike Herman, a bunch of crap to get out early. We need to get, get to Anaheim so guys yes. can watch. Uh, there's a little viewing party that, that they all get together and watch that show. So um, everything's competitive. I think that's the one thing that Rocco is, is put in. Um, everything is about, um, you know, outdoing each other in fun ways, you know, and it's even the coaches. Uh, there's a little thing that the average person doesn't even see, but uh, Tommy Watkins, our first base coach, he's a he's an easy target, I guess, a fun guy to, to have around, but Rocco did this thing uh, at the start of the year that each coach gets a chance to bring out the lineup card, and you bring it out until you lose. And if you get to that magic uh, five wins in a row mark, there's a little reward, and, and Tommy got there. We had five wins in a row and he was you know going into that fifth game everybody was playing for tommy because he was going to win the big prize so <laughs> we got five in a row for tommy there's little things within the in the game that that rocco uh makes kind of fun he's he's a guy that uh there's a text thread that if you do anything stupid it's documented and you get made fun <laughs> of and called out for it so um a lot of times i'm rocco's uh secret weapon yeah. uh, getting getting some photos the dirt. Of, you know, yeah. yeah 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 <laughs> so this is the type of stuff that uh, i don't know i mean creates a, a winning environment change uh, you know a culture shift maybe that um you know he lets guys be themselves you talk about show and goes show and goes is when you know when we don't take batting practice every day we allow guys like today in anaheim he sent a, a note out to the entire traveling party show up when you need to show up be ready for game time so you know there's no three o'clock bus there's no you know stretching at, at 410 i mean it's literally on your own come in get your work in you know, see the trainers get your treatment get in the cage with james rousen if you need it he just wants you to ring the bell at game time and that's been kind of uh you hear guys talking about being able to be themselves whatever they want to wear whenever they want to show up you just don't feel guilty for being you and a lot of guys are having fun with that and really producing so it's hard to argue with the with the results so far that's awesome you said earlier, Dustin, that this this team shows up to the ballpark expecting to win, and that's not something that's that's spoken uh, outwardly. That's that's just sort of a vibe or a feeling that I'm sure you get being around this team on a day to day basis. When did that happen? When did that start? Was it right off the bat in spring training? Was there a series in the regular season? When did this team start showing up to the ballpark expecting wins? You know, that's that is a good question. I mean, it did start a little bit in spring training with um, if the team was coming together and when marlon gonzalez joined us uh you know a little later than normal that was kind of a boost that like he's a really respected player around the league and just adding his personality to the mix was a little jolt that the team saw and then you know the success with some of our starting pitching because i think that you know by a lot of local media members was called into question do the twins have enough pitching i think we all thought we would hit and that's been no surprise, maybe not as, as powerful as it's been, but sure. certainly that was there was an expectation that this team could score, you know, 800 runs potentially. So when the pitching started coming together, I think um, it kind of it kind of came with, and again, this isn't arrogance, this isn't a cocky ball club, this is just a combination of, hey, we think we can hang with the Indians. I mean, they're the class of the division, and, and it's theirs until somebody knocks them off. But uh, I think with each win and each week, it was a little bit of more yeah i mean we're we're expected to do this we can do this we should do this and and why not not why not us but it was certainly 
keep an eye on the, the, the Indians and the rest of the, the division. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think um, it's kind of the rock away. Don't take anybody lightly. I mean, there's a lot of good baseball players and good teams that get hot at different times. But, you know, win the games you're expected to win the games. And, you know, hang with the uh, the tough matchups because we believe that somebody at the end of the game is going to be the hero and either put one in the seats or put a couple clutch hits together and we're going to we're going to snatch a win. So, um, you know, I certainly saw the through April it became, wow. And I think some of us just as staff members, too, started to believe more. And, you know, you, you look at a team you're facing and believe that across the diamond, you know, our player matches up uh, with, with the opposition. And, there's no doubt that we're going to be able to win that game. So yeah. uh, I think it's just a, a matter of uh, winning together. And, and let's not forget that winning does solve a lot of things. So yeah. you, you win a couple in a row and you win seven out of every 10. I mean, the vibes are pretty good and everybody's buying in. For sure. Our guest on the Score North first place twin show today is Dustin Morse. He's the, uh, let's see, director of... Media relations and player relations. Did I get that right, Dustin? I don't even know. Yeah, you know, it, it, it changes, changes every year. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have my hands in a lot of different things. I sure. love what I do. It's it's a great group of guys to work with. And whether it's you're giving back in the community, we have a hospital visit out here on Wednesday with the Angels to the Children's Hospital. We got a group of okay. guys going over there. I mean, it's just just a, a group of guys that want to give back. They want to play. Uh, play baseball the right way. They want to win games. They're having fun with each other. We got. Uh, some video games out here with Trevor Mays getting a lot of attention from some of these LA-based e-gaming nice. groups that we've got some of that going yeah. tomorrow. Um, it's just uh, it's, every guy's a little different, but yet they all support each other's causes, which is great to see. And you know, I'm enjoying my time because, like I said, it's a, it's a fun group of of guys to work with, and they're also pretty darn good baseball yeah, players. Yeah, it's been going pretty well through six, seven weeks here of the season. I got to ask you, we talked a lot in spring training about Williams Astadio. He was kind of uh, an internet sensation and good baseball player. That's a pretty good combination. Who is someone that we maybe maybe we're overlooking in the media or just general fans, observers of this team? Who's somebody who will be a fan favorite of this team come the middle of summer um, that, that you'd like to get a little bit more shine? Well, you know, it's 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 funny you say Williams Ostadio. He's a he's a darn good baseball player. And this his English is getting better, not perfect. It's actually adding to some of the uh, humor situations where he <laughs> he tries to use English, but maybe not in the right way. And it's like you know what he's saying, you know what he's doing. So he gets a lot of laughs in the room for sure. Yeah, my dad's um, a lot like that, Dustin. My dad's the same way. <laughs> English yeah. isn't great, and it makes for some 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 opportune times for humor. Absolutely, I get yes. that. Yes. Uh, you know, but but for me, I mean, some of those guys in the bullpen that that haven't really, you know, got a lot of love. Ryan Harper's been a guy that's really a, a great story. A rookie at 30 years old, he's come in, he's done everything we've asked. He's a, you know, got a great curveball, extremely likable person. He's a guy that reads three books a month. Uh, I'm trying oh, wow. to pick up some some tips from him. He uses his downtime well for sure. But you know, Blake Parker's another guy that uh, I don't think many thought much when we signed him as a as a free agent to be in that back end of the bullpen. So he he's a guy that's um, you know just that veteran again, that quiet confidence, expects to get the outs. You know, I think uh, we're twenty seven or twenty eight and one after six innings when we have the lead. So those guys are all getting it done. They should get their love. But you know, behind the plate has been a great story, and we mentioned Williams, but also Jason Castro and Mitch Garver. Now Mitch is hurt right now. He's I don't really have an update for you. It's that high ankle sprain that you're you're trying to gauge with each day where the pain is. I mean, the good news is it wasn't 
Uh, it didn't swell up too bad on him in the black and blue. Part of uh, his ankle has kind of gone away. So uh, hopefully he's a quick healer and he'll get back. But Jason Castor hasn't missed a beat. You know, he's he's had a great season. You know, uh, obviously Incredible. behind the plate, we've all documented his his ability to call a game and his, his pitch framing and just his general, uh, you know, awareness at that position is just unbelievable. But uh, but Mitch has been, I mean, we watched it. He was hitting home runs like everybody else but i mean he was launching them and hitting 330 behind the plate is uh, is a pretty special thing so just the production uh it you know the catching position for the twins has been sure. outstanding and you know i think a guy that uh, is gonna be fun to watch throughout the rest of the summer though is martin perez okay you know, when he gets the ball he's uh, he's got a lot of a lot of good things happening with his pitches right now i tried to learn as much as i could the other day from west johnson our pitching coach who is a very technical guy we we're talking about grips and you know, pronation and how he does this <laughs> and arm slot. And I was like, Oh my gosh, but another uh, level. Martin is, yeah, Martin's very coachable and wants to get better. And, and really with each outing is tinkering a little bit and, and it's working for him. So he might be a guy, you, you know, you look up at the all-star break and say, Whew, he's on that American league squad. No doubt. So, um, a lot of guys are contributing, you know, I don't, know if that's the cop out answer, but there's a lot of guys that are, are certainly getting it done. Now I will say the kid that just came up, our rookie, uh, Luis Arias is a clubhouse favorite. Uh, I know he's a, a favorite of our baseball department too. He's hit everywhere he's gone. He's getting a little, uh, you know, a cup of coffee right now. He's, he's mm-hmm. in for Nelson Cruz. Looks like he'll be back on Friday. So, uh, he may not stick, but he probably will resurface at another time. And he's uh, a guy that can you know, play the infield positions and swing the bat a little. It's awesome. Dustin, a perfect example of the difference between Derek Wetmore and myself. You said Ryan Harper reads three books a month. His response was, oh, wow. My thought was, has he heard of Netflix? That's, that's the difference between me and Derek Wetmore. That won't surprise you, Dustin. You've known me for a number of years now. Dustin, real quick, before we let you go, does this team have a nickname for itself down in that clubhouse? Uh, you know, there's joke. Uh, the Baldelli Bombers and things like mm, that. I like but, that. That's a good well, one. I like but, that. I know Rocco doesn't want any credit at all. <laughs> of course I mean, not. He, 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 uh, he's a guy, Derek, you've been around him. He's yeah. Just, as he likes to say, we're just winging this thing, taking it a day at a time, which is completely wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And they do more homework than you would. I mean, Rocco's uh, so intelligent. I mean, he, he, he drills down on a lot of things, defensive positioning and how we shift, when we shift, when we hold runners on, when we, you know, throw over. I mean, it's just, it's quite incredible to, to see all the work that Rocco and his staff, but, you know, I always tease him after each game that, uh, you know, he managed that one. I love it when he, when he calls the home run call. So yeah, he, it's you know, a good one. Six of those nights. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy to manage when you don't have to pinch hit for anybody because they're all hitting. So, um, yeah, the, the Baldelli Bombers was a joke, but he, he didn't like it. He, he likes to put all the attention on the players. So uh, it's just a good group of guys that, uh, like I said, 1 through 25 is, is, is pretty sound, and we're liking our results. I really like Baldelli's Bombers, but I've come up with, with five nicknames for this team, Dustin, that I wanted to run by you. And all, all I ask is that if this if this becomes like the official nickname for the team, if there are t-shirts or hats, just just a little piece, just a little taste of the action, Dustin, is all I ask. Let me run these by you. I will admit the first three are probably terrible. I think I might have something with the last two. They're all surrounding the home run theme. They're probably not young enough for this first one, but what do you think of Tater Tots? (laughs) Uh, I like it. All right. It it fits well with the market. Okay. The Touch Em All Twins. Classic. Okay. Um, the Goner Gang? 
That one's pretty bad. You lost me that one. At least you're honest, Dustin. These these last two, and I told you some of them would be bad. These last two, I think I I got something here. The Big Fly Boys. Huh? That's not bad. That's not bad. You hear that a lot. And then then the Bomb Squad. I think Bomb Bomb Squad is one I came up with on Friday, and we all all liked Bomb Squad. Over the weekend, I was brainstorming different ones, though, to see if we had any competition. You know that's not bad. There's a uh, you know our writers too are trying to come up with it. They all write a little something different, but along yes. those same lines, and it, nothing stuck. So we'll see. Uh, I'll uh, I'll plant the seed on a couple of those, and we'll see if any of them stick. And then knowing this team, we'll make a T-shirt because we've got uh, you know about five or six different T-shirts now yeah. already. So snap your fingers and it's made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I like it. I like where you're going. Keep keep on it. You know, and we'll see what sticks. We'll right. send you our good ones, Dustin, uh, and that way you can float them around the clubhouse. And I'm sure the check's yeah. in the mail, Dustin, when those T-shirts <laughs> yeah, are printed. Right. That's, du- sure. that's Director sure. of Communications and Player Relations for your first place Minnesota Twins. It's got to be good to hear that, Dustin, and we appreciate a few minutes of our time. That's Dustin Morris. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, guys. Have appreciate it. Thanks, Dustin. That's yeah. got to be fun doing what he's doing. I, right You know, it's a tough job, and he's ne- he would never say this, but it's so many hours over the course of the season, not just from him, his team, too. Um, kind of nice of him to shout people out throughout the course of that, but like they put in so much time at the ballpark that it's got to be challenging. It's got to be challenging if you're a 500 club or if you're in dead last or if you're losing 99 games. For the people to have gone through that then and now emerge on this other side for a for a first place club that shows no signs of slowing down. Yeah. I got to imagine it's pretty fun coming to work every day. You like any of those nicknames? Honestly, no, <laughs> no, I don't. Manny, I don't they're know. All horrible, I mean, they're all horrible. Even the horrible bomb squad bomb. on Friday, you guys bomb, lost the bomb I'm, squad. I'm no, in I, on I, bomb I'm, squad. I, yeah. I'm, I'm all in on bomb squad. But so he goes, he goes four names before he gets to bomb squad. And Dustin was kind of just nodding along. I thought he was just like being really, really nice. That's, Dustin's a, a, a great a classy when guy. When I said goner gang, he was like, yeah, no, that's yeah, fine. I was glad he at least spoke up on the one that he had no Look, interest man, in you, goner when gang. When you're brainstorming like this, you throw everything at the wall. There's no such thing as a bad idea in brainstorming. Big Fly Boys. I kind of like Big Fly Boys. I like Big Fly Boys. That was when I came up with and I was like, ooh, that feels good. They always say, there there are probably some like inappropriate ones that you could go down, but we want to steer clear of that because we we want to go in on a shirt. I want to make some money off some t-shirts. Manny doesn't have to hover over the dump button when I'm brainstorming (laughs) ideas here. Hey, speaking of the Big Fly Boys, uh, our guy Manny Hill on the other side of glass, he's, he's put together a special little piece of production for you fans of the first place. Twins, we'll uh, we'll bring you that and dig a little deeper into this Twins team that just mashes when the Score North first place Twins show returns right after this on Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. The Score North Twin Show. Wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. Football fans, it's Mackie here for Federated Insurance. You might not know this about me, but I've been a business owner a couple different times in my life. I can relate to the roller coaster ride, the never-ending sea of problems to solve, the exhilaration of those incremental wins. If you're a business owner, I recommend getting to know Federated, which has over a century of experience in protecting businesses and making them as successful as they can be. You want a company like Federated standing behind your business. Visit FederatedInsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. It's our business to protect yours. You do life. Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. Here's a drive to left field off the bat of Adrianza, and he's got his third of the year. There's a blast to left field, and that's hit a long way. A high fly left field going back is Bruce at the wall. 
Number 100 for C.J. Crone. Now Sano drives one deep to left field. And that's gone. A blast to right center field. Back and gone. A drive to left field and deep. Bruce going back and Scope's got one. And a drive to center and deep. Scope drives one deep to center and gone. A high drive to left field. And Byron Buxton has hit a grand slam. I love it. That I love was it. So good. The call was courtesy of Fox Sports North. The bomb sound effects. That was courtesy of the twins. That was were courtesy of the twins and producer extraordinaire Manny Hill on the other <laughs> side of the glass. Dude, that was awesome. I'm Rami Macklaw. That was a lot of fun to put together. Derek Wetmore and like I said, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. And that was just a taste of what the uh the twins did this weekend as they took three out of four from the uh Seattle Mariners, who started off this season red hot, but have obviously cooled off and come back down to earth. That is not the case for the Minnesota Twins. They have not cooled off or come back down to earth and don't show any signs of doing so, Derek. Started hot, stay hot. That's uh, the old baseball truism. You get a couple of hits in one game, you get back to the clubhouse that day and somebody tells you to stay hot. The Twins have not slowed down. Losing Sunday kind of hurts, but it was fun hearing from, in that first segment, uh, Dustin Morris, who travels with the team routinely, uh, communications director, player relations, does all kinds of things behind the scenes for the Twins. To hear him say that the flight from Seattle to L.A. was just as loose and as fun as it's ever been, and they're talking Game of Thrones, viewing parties and all that, you, you kind of get that sense even just watching them on TV. It was fun to hear that behind the scenes that loss doesn't take the wind out of the sails. They still look like a complete outclass uh, completely overmatching the Seattle Mariners over the weekend. It was a, it was a fun series for twins fans. And I loved what he said. I think this, this goes along those same lines, Derek, about the style that Rocco Baldelli has when it comes to this team, which is just be yourself. You, you do, you just make sure you show up to the ballpark ready to play. And I think there are a lot of people who like the red-assed baseball manager who's constantly screaming at umpires and is is hard on his players and is smoking a cigarette and at the end of the dugout or whatever the case might be. And I think that, especially in, in the modern age of baseball, I think you're managing egos and personalities just as much as you are deciding when you're going to pull your pitcher or when to pinch hit or call a hit and run or any other strategic move that a manager would make. You're managing egos and personalities and I think that with this generation of ball player, Rocco Baldelli's method is is the way to go. The two teams that I've followed closely before I got here, their managers are Joe Madden of the Cubs and Craig Council of the Brewers, and both those guys bring very much that same philosophy mm. of, hey, I'm not going to tell you who to be. I'm not going to tell you how to get ready to play the game on a given day. There are certain things I want you to do, but outside of that, live your life, man. Be yourself and prepare how you prepare and show up on game day ready to play, and it works. You, yeah. don't, you don't have to pound on these guys and have them constantly regimented from sun up to sundown for them to be good baseball players and, and a good a good collection of baseball players. It works when you have good players. And I'm right. not saying that you can uh, you know regiment your way from a bad player into a good baseball exactly. player, but the Twins deserve credit, I think, on two sides of this. I, I wrote about this today for the website on uh, scorenorth.com. My five thoughts column is it's posted It's also on right the now. Score North mobile app. It's you can our get it on shop the, for yeah. all our written content You as could well. be listening to this show right now on the Score North mobile app, mm-hmm. and you could just click on over and find my five thoughts you column. You can read Twins while you listen to us talk Twins. That, eh, I can't do both, but some people can. <laughs> Technologically, you can. Uh, I wrote about like the Rocco Baldelli influence, and it's hard for me 
to know from the outside what degree of credit he deserves for this. It's like the two prongs of credit that I'd like to give the twins is acquiring good baseball players. That's one. Two, letting those baseball players play up to the peak of their potential. Like which guy in this room right now is underperforming his potential? It's 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 hard. It's a short list. Right. So Rocco Baldelli has influence on one of those things. He didn't necessarily assemble the team. That was by and large done uh, before he was hired. And then even some additions are made. You know, the front office makes those. I'm sure they consult Baldelli, but he's not the one out there grinding spreadsheets and scouting reports. You know, he probably deserves some degree of credit in that. But the one that I think he really, really is going to start to get his due here as the summer goes on is creating the environment that fosters that talent's ability to play up. Like what I wrote about in the column was the talent's ability to manifest or like express itself on the field, I think is a direct connection to how comfortable you feel coming to work every day. How much of that goes into why Eddie Rosario was leading the American League in home runs? <sighs> Who's to say that's the impossible ball of yarn to unspin, right. but it's a it's a non-zero component of the twin success right now that Rocco Baldelli has the clubhouse feeling good. Yeah, I don't think there's there's any doubt about that. That this this the mindset of this club is where it needs to be right now. And again, there is some chicken or the egg there in terms of is the mindset because totally. of winning or is the winning because of mindset? And I tend to think usually when you run into a chicken or the egg question, there isn't really a good answer. It's they 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 feed on each other. It's both right, they're codependent of each other. Yeah, and I think that part of that is the infusion of external talent. One other thing to keep going back to our interview from the first segment to highlight one thing that Dustin Moore said, and he's around this team every single day. I mean, hours and hours and hours every day, all summer, even in the winter planning and that kind of thing. So he'd have a really good beat on this thing. And he kind of brought up that, you know, it's a confident bunch and some of the infusion of what I'll call external talent. I'm talking Nelson Cruz, CJ Crone, uh, Martin Perez, Blake Parker. It's almost reset expectations internally like Dustin's been with the twins for a number of years and he was talking about like hey maybe this could be a good season and he said Nelson Cruz looked at him sideways and said oh no like it's gonna be a good season (laughs) this is a good twins team the question is how deep you want to go in October and I'm paraphrasing a little bit because I wasn't a fly in the wall for that conversation but that kind of mentality I think and you see it in twins fans on Twitter Rami you started to get some of this too like oh when's the other shoe gonna drop right Nelson Cruz isn't expecting the other shoe to drop. No. Nope. Nelson Cruz is full speed ahead. He's cut the brakes for sure. Someone asked him to pump the brakes, and he said, sorry, I don't have any brakes to pump. And uh, then you stole it and co-opted the bit and made it big on radio. It's a really savvy veteran play. I never heard play. him say that. That was all me. Savvy veteran play on me. your part. So like you've done this before. I'm not above that, but I didn't do that this time. I, I just think that that infusion of that external um, not only talent, but the confidence that comes with that. That's probably also a non-trivial part of this team's success right now as well. And something else Dustin touched on that he actually stole this from me because I talked about it last week. I'm sure so. he did, yeah. yeah. Um, Huge fan, big time, long time subscriber. <laughs> he has the Score North mobile app oh, on his you phone. Know he I know does. that is a He's fact. subscribed, he gave us a five-star rating. He listens live to earn points so that we can reward him for listening. <laughs> To score north via the mobile app, That's which you can good. do. It's available for Apple and Android. Anyone can do Just it, really. go and get it. Yeah. It's free. It's free. I mean, it's free. What else do I have to tell you? But what he brought up about Buxton and Sano, and I think a lot of people, I don't know if, they, if I would say they mistake it or if these are the same thing, but pressure 
or lack thereof and confidence. Again, I don't know which I don't know which one comes first or if if they feed off each other or if they're codependent or whatever the case might be. But I think it's a lot easier for Byron Buxton and now Miguel Sano to go up to the plate and and just think about the at bat and think about hitting the baseball rather than thinking, man, if I don't do this, nobody will. Yeah. And and not just today, but in the organization. Like the whole future of the twins rests on my shoulders when I go up to that plate with the runner in scoring position. And now they can go up there and just think, yeah, I need a hit, but if I don't get a hit, Nelson Cruz is coming up in a few spots. Max Kepler is coming up. Eddie Rosario is coming up in a few spots. CJ Crone is coming up in a few spots. Polanco, who leads the American League in hitting right now, is coming up in a few spots. Like There isn't a weak spot in this batting order, and I think that when you talk about the development of guys like Buxton and Sano and other guys who are going to be coming up through the pipeline here, and we saw another one come up this weekend, it's a lot easier to go up and perform when you just have to worry about performing and the 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 success or failure of a franchise isn't on your shoulders. Man, it makes me want to... It's a great point. And it makes me want to go back in time and be a fly on the wall for those two conversations. It's 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 probably famous by now. Rocco Baldelli went and visited those guys. Maybe a few others, but for sure he visited Byron Buxton in Georgia and he visited Miguel Sano in the Dominican Republic. I'm talking after getting the Twins' managerial job, he must have circled and said, all right, one of the things that's really vitally important for me before spring training begins, before Twins Fest even, is to get some FaceTime with these guys. And I'm not going to make them fly out to me. I talked to Buxton about that one time, and he goes, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was nice having Baldelli visit because it showed that he cared about me. And to quote Buxton, he said, he ain't have to do that. Because he didn't. He wouldn't expect that of a manager who's now tasked with, I don't know how many guys he's in charge of, but it's, I mean, 25 on a nightly basis is the is the minimum. You're also talking coaching staff. He also sets the tone for an organization. He talks with the media twice a day. It's a big responsibility on Rocco Baldelli. So for him to circle those two guys and say, yeah, no, this is important. I want to go listen to to how you're thinking about things right now. My, my whole point in all of this rambling is I would love to have been a part of that conversation because now knowing Rocco just a tiny little bit, just talking to him a few times throughout spring training in the first seven weeks of this season, I'd be fascinated to know how you approach a conversation like that. Like, you just sit down and be like, all right, you have anything to get off your chest? Like, how do you even approach that? <laughs> Buxton, you could forgive him if he was miffed at the organization for the way things went in September. So no, has just been kind of not an afterthought, but his play has made him an afterthought the last three years. And this is a guy who was once viewed as a cornerstone. Now, I'm just fascinated to know how, as a new manager with basically no prior relationship with either of these guys, you suddenly have them showing up feeling so comfortable. There's, There's got to be an art. Maybe there's a science to it, but it'd be just fascinating to make. If they made that a pay-per-view, I, I'd say name name your price. Like I, I would just want to see that conversation, how that unfolds between manager and player. And I think it's really set the scene for the start of a good season anyway for both of those I guys. know we'll never get the full experience of, of being there and being a fly on the wall, but make a note to ask Rocco Baldelli what that visit with Miguel Sano was like if when we talk with Rocco Baldelli on the Score North Twins show. And if they're selling tapes like on demand or something like that, like we could help you move some product. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I'm if, just saying. If there was a video documentarian We've on the got scene. some interested audience here yeah. and Twins fans that would love to see that. 
I don't know that we'll ever get the behind the scenes pass, but wouldn't that be something? That would be awesome. It would be like a hard knocks of uh, off-season baseball. We are due for another break. On the other side, we are going to uh, dig into some numbers that have gotten the Twins where they are today, which is first place and the second best record in all of baseball. You're listening to the Score North first place Twins show. Score North on 1500 and that Score North mobile app. Score North. And what's that supposed to mean? Minnesota sports. Anytime, anywhere. Scorenorth.com. A high fly left field. Going back is Bruce at the wall. Number 100 for CJ Crone. And the Twins take the first lead once again. So we're sticking with Bob Squad then. Oh, we're sticking with Bob. All they do is hit home runs. Your Minnesota Twins. Your first place Minnesota Twins. That was Dick Bremer with the call on Fox Sports North. This is Score North on 1500 and scorenorth.com. Also on that Score North mobile app available for Apple and Android. Go and get it. It's your one-stop shop for all our shows and all our written content from scorenorth.com. Available for the Apple and Android store. And the longer you listen, the more points you rack up for potential rewards. Uh, We'll get into, like I said, some of the numbers here in just one second. But Derek, uh, roster update real quick before roster we move update forward. from yes, the sir. weekend the mm-hmm. twins dfa'd addison reed not sure what's going to happen there but starts a seven-day clock they optioned trevor hildenberger called up austin adams injured list nelson cruz who dustin told us would be back on friday it sounds like and they called up Luis Arias, who is apparently already very very popular in the clubhouse but it's probably just a cup of coffee for him because when Nelson Cruz comes back, you're going to need their roster spot. I like the kid, though. I like what I saw from him this weekend. And he can hit is uh, sort of, sort of. I, I hate to use this phrase. It sounds so pejorative. Like empty batting average in the mm-hmm. minor leagues. He doesn't, he doesn't draw a ton more walks, so his OBP is not going to be huge. He doesn't hit for power. But I know for a fact that they really like this guy defensively. You could put him in probably any infield position, and he'd hold his own right now as a as a kid. And the fact that you you can't fake a three thirty batting average in the right. minor league, so right. so lot to like with him, and you'll see him again sometime soon. All right, let's get into some of these numbers. I believe it was one week ago today that we were talking about the loss of Mitch Garver, and I was saying that they'll miss him, but maybe not as it might look like or feel like immediately when you lose a guy who's putting up offensive numbers like that because of the depth that they have at catcher, the versatility that they have. And just as a team, I didn't. I, they're they're so strong offensively, and I think some guys haven't even hit their stride yet. That I think that they can pick up most of the slack that was left behind when Garver went down with the injury. Just looking at the catchers, Derek, and you put this stat line together. Since Mitch Garver got hurt, they have a slash line of two sixty three, three forty eight, seven eighty nine, five for twenty three with three homers, eight RBIs. And seven runs scored. Yeah, that's not bad. It's pretty good. It's not bad. It's pretty good. <laughs> Anytime from the catcher position, you're getting a 350 on base. That's remarkable. That stands out. If you did that with no power, you'd be like, yeah, all right. I sounds take good. that. Right. I'm in. For sure. You did that with plus plus power, and uh, Jason Castro's leading the charge. He's been phenomenal. He's been nothing short of exceptional this year for the Twins. Really, really rejuvenated his career after a knee surgery in a walk year. So he's going to be a free agent this winter, and he's put, putting together the performance that's going to get him paid. Who knew they'd have two Barry Bonds and catchers right. here behind the plate? This they year. have uh, Buster Remarkable. Posey with power, and they've got uh, <laughs> yeah prime Mike Piazza crouching back there with a little bit better glove and arm. It's a pretty good situation for the twins it's not bad at all and so far they they don't miss mitch garver that much yeah that's fair to say although just to rehash our argument a little bit part of it i think is going to be how much does jason castro have to play will that hurt his performance right i don't know it's it's an unanswerable question but 
So far, anyways, the Twins have really put up the performance behind the plate, even without their superstar, Mitch Garver. Yeah, if the wear of playing catcher more often than he was before is, is going to catch up to him, we wouldn't have seen that yet. So you're yeah. right, that there there may still be a drop-off, and you may still Mitch, miss Mitch Garver before all is said and done. I almost added this into the Five Thoughts column published today over at uh, scorenorth.com on the, the Twins Score page. North mobile app. It is on the Scorenorth mobile app, mm-hmm. yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I almost pointed out that, like, is some of this offensive contribution a product or a function of of operating in just a high-powered offense. Like, when you're a high-octane offense, an opposing pitcher wants to rest somewhere, naturally going to rest in the, you know, 7, 8, 9 spots. Well, now if your 7, 8, 9 is, you know, Miguel Sano, prime Mike Piazza, and Byron Buxton having the best <laughs> year of his career, that's a pretty tough spot to rest. Yeah, it's not bad. So, so I almost asked the rhetorical question, like, is this just a function of being in a high-powered offense? And then I thought, hold on a second. Who cares? Right. He's doing it. He, exactly. You're not faking putting up these home runs. You're not faking these doubles in the gap. You're not faking the on-base percentage and the good game calling and the leadership that comes from that position. Whether it's a function of being in a high-powered offense or not, it's almost irrelevant to me. I see this continuing for the foreseeable future because the Twins are just that deep. Their their lineup is legit loaded right now, and it's it's got to be a lot of fun if you're a Twins fan. They go 12 or 13 deep. With Thad guys, Levine, with guys who I'm 100 percent fine with being the lineup, being in the lineup on any given day. Thad Levine said that one time. Actually, it was on the Score North Twins show that he he was talking about the pending return of Miguel Sano. This is a couple weeks ago now, and he said, uh, "Well, Rocco Baldelli already feels comfortable, you know, 10, 11, 12 position players, 10, 12 hitters that he can send up there in any spot." And it, and I kind of, not that I snickered at that or anything, but I. I heard 12 and I thought that's that's a little bit of optimistic view of things isn't mm. it? Nope, it's not. <laughs> he was looking probably at a sheet of paper right in front of him and saying, "Yeah, we go 12 deep." Even a guy who, you know, I might poke holes in and say like A Ray Adrianza. Okay, well then he goes deep to start the scoring barrage over the weekend. It's I think I'm done trying to come up with answers for this Twins lineup because it's been nothing short of remarkable. There will be a point during this season where three, four, five games in a row, they don't hit, where the bats just cool off a little bit. And it'll be interesting to see sort of how they get out of that little mini funk. Yeah. But I but I think that they're more than capable of doing that. Yeah. I think they're they're capable of going through a quiet stretch like that with the bats and not letting it linger throughout, you know, throughout the rest of the season, throughout, you know, multiple weeks where they're just where the bats are just there's too much talent, I think, in this lineup to sort of go to to hit a wall offensively this season and just sort of fade to black. Like I think this team is equipped to stay this way really for the entire year and to be able to shake off a little bit of a cold spell they may have for three or four days. And uh, maybe pitching can get them through that. And yeah. if Jose yeah. Barrios keeps doing what he's doing and some of these other guys on the staff, then pitching should be able to get you through that. Yeah. And speaking of Jose Barrios, question for you guys. Yep. Does 20 wins mean anything in the analytics era? Because mm. he, I mean, he could get there. It's still really early to be talking about it. But on Saturday, Rocco Baldelli pulled him before completing the fifth inning and with a big lead, so he can officially record the win. Is that is I don't I don't care about wins. I've I haven't cared about wins for pitchers in fifteen years since since I really started learning the sport of baseball and what actually goes into winning a baseball game. Yeah, but twenty doesn't matter to me at doesn't all. Doesn't mean anything. Not even a little bit. Okay. Like Manny? if Jose Barrios is an A team game winner or a twenty game winner, but the rest of the numbers are are the same. If you gave me those two resumes, 
I'd say it's a wash. It's a wash. I really don't care. Any? I. It kind of matters, but I don't think it defines a pitcher. I think it's a nice sort of cosmetic accomplishment, so to speak. Like it just it looks nice. It's it's cool to it's cool to have. Like it's cool to say, yeah, he's a twenty game winner. But I don't think it. I don't think winning twenty games or winning nineteen games. The I don't think the difference between those two numbers defines how good a pitcher is. I think I'm going to surprise some people here. I mean, I mean, I'm a numbers nerd, and I've always cared about that side of the game more. I, I I view baseball through the prism of numbers. Sure, nerd. <laughs> twenty wins does matter to me. I care if a pitcher gets twenty wins in a season. It it means something, and I'll tell you why. One. It's not just a measurement of his individual success. It's a product of team success. That's true. That's the ultimate aspiration in a baseball season, is it not, to lift a World Series trophy. So that matters to me. Secondly, it matters because it gives that individual, and maybe the guys around him too, something to strive for. So it's not just this arbitrary, like you can get lost in the numbers, man. I mean, you can really, I'm sure Wes Johnson, Jeremy Hefner, the Derek Falvey, I'm sure they dive so much deeper than even what we talk about on on like some forward-thinking Twins radio shows. Mm-hmm. They're just smarter. But I think about it in terms of the 20 mark as just something to chase. It's something that you can go after. It's you, You're not just chasing a high swing and miss in the strike zone rate, right? You're not chasing a, a high swing outside of the zone or soft contact on change-ups or home run rate per batter's face. Like, yeah, that stuff matters, and, and they're sort of means to an end. But to me, the end is winning a World Series trophy. And if that's a checkpoint along your way and you're Jose Barrios and you care about that, then I care about that. That matters. I agree with everything you said, but I would if I'm Rocco Baldelli, I I don't not now or not at the end of the season change the way I handle Jose Barrios or my pitchers at large to yeah. get him to 20 wins. Yeah, if, it, if right. it's Jose Barrios's last start of the season and he's sitting on 19 wins and the pitch count is racking up, I'm not leaving him out there so that he can put a 20 in the W column. No, because I need him starting game one exactly. of the American League Division Series. Exactly. Or game two. We'll see. Depending on who you acquire this summer. And I see what you're saying about it being something to strive for for these guys. But yeah. to me, the ultimate prize is let's go get a World Series. Go get yeah. a World Series trophy. If that's a checkpoint along the way, though, I'm cool with it. Sure. Would the, would the, would the state of the team change your thinking on that like if this were, were a team that was in the bottom of the standings yeah if this is a 60 win team do you want him chasing 20 no i do i i mean i i barely care when they're a first place team because i remember Derek, you're probably too young to remember this and i know where you're going here. though i remember 1997 brad radke was yep. sitting on 19 wins and it was his second to the last second to his last start of the season at home at the metrodome against the milwaukee brewers and TK had him go 10 innings, and he got his 20th win. Oh, wow. Shut up. See? Shut up. See? Absolutely not. See? There's no but way that was a, that was That was, that was a, a different time. 65-win yeah. Twins team. Like, that was... With no real immediate hope either. Right. It's not like 98 was going to be a great year. And that was the dark ages of baseball when sure. we still thought wins meant something yeah, for you're, pitchers. And, and Rami, to your point, nine years later, his arm fell off. Right. I'm taking that trade. <laughs> nine years later, who cares? <laughs> Nine years later, he's probably pitching for somebody else at the top of their rotation. Big deal. But that 
that still doesn't make it a good choice. No, I like drunk drivers get home safe. It was still a bad decision. <laughs> see, what I, see what I'm saying? A false equivalence, <laughs> but I see where you're going with this. Yeah, I, it's just like I guess I came at it from the perspective of does it bother you that Baldelli's going to pull him after four and two thirds? No. And I think not. And I think you even saw Jose's reaction on the mound. He was kind of like, well, shoot, I should have got that one. You know, there was a couple of shift beaters. There was a broken bat. But also, like, he got hit around a little bit in that fifth inning in Seattle when the Twins were, I think they were staked to it. I'd have to go back and check the box score. But I think it was a 157 to nothing lead that they staked yeah, Burrios. something like that. And so <laughs> he, he probably would have liked to get out of that inning and have a chance to earn the win. Here's what I do know. 20 wins means something to Burrios. 20, min, 20 wins means something to Martin Perez. Probably means something to Kyle Gibson. It might, it may or may not mean something to Jake Odorizzi. I don't know. But I look at that and I say, if that's a benchmark to their success and it's going to make give them something to chase this summer beyond just, hey, I could pitch in the All-Star game or, hey, I could pitch in meaningful games in October, then cool. I'm fine with it as a checkpoint along to future success. With that being said, don't care at all that Rocco Baldelli took him out in the fifth inning. It was like it was pretty clear watching the game. If you didn't know the score, you'd be like, "Yeah, this guy, he's you, you probably got to go get him now." So I got no problem with the way they've managed their pitching. Staff I hear so the music far. playing. I want to get one more stat in about the bomb squad. So they they had their fifth fifth homer five homer game of the season over the weekend. No other team in the history of baseball has had as many as five. Five homer games before June 1st. Wow. According to mm. Stats on Stats. And uh, 14 games in a row that they've had seven hits. That's the longest active in the majors. The Score North first place twins <laughs> show for Derek and Manny. I'm Rami saying thanks for listening.